Jess and Kanisha here, and we have a very important announcement to make here at the top of this podcast episode, but really it's just a peek behind the curtain. So Kanisha and I were both just searching our emails. We were trying to find this email I wrote that was either, it was either the end of 2020 or the very beginning of 2021. And I I think it might've been December, 2020, but we can't find it. So, you know. (laughs) It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I wrote Kanisha an email and I just said something along the lines of like, hey, I have a wild idea for you. And I said, at that point, we had paused on the Go and Tell Girls podcast for a really extensive amount of time, been a minute. And we weren't putting out new episodes. And some of y'all, you may have heard this in the relaunch, in the relaunch episode that we put out in April. But yeah, we had just kind of paused on it. We were kind of feeling aimless, like not really sure what to do. And I just had this hunch, like I really need a co-host. And I wanted it to be Kanisha. I had watched her have a few conversations with people on Instagram Live. And so I was like, hey, I think you are really gifted at asking good questions, asking the right questions. You know, I've got this wild idea. Will you, will you give this a shot with me? And because you're a good person, you said, (laughs) not because you're a good person, but because it was right for you also, because good people say no all the time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I am a good person, but. You are also a good person, but it's very good (laughs) to say no when you're supposed to say no, but you happened to say yes. And so what followed is that we had you know, nine months maybe of like really life-giving conversations, not only with one another, but with a lot of incredible guests and with you guys. We've gotten to have a conversation with you guys, but we had another conversation last week, just you and I, that was not recorded, which really would have been helpful if it was. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been great. It was a really good conversation. Will you share a little bit about that conversation? So in this conversation, Jess and I talked and had a really good conversation about just goals and ideas and dreams and direction. And one of the things that we talked about was direction for me personally. And I guess without like beating around the bush, essentially, (laughs) (laughs) I am parting ways with Go and Tell Gals podcast. But that does not mean that I am parting ways with Jess Conley and with Go and Tell Gals in general, because I am always and forever a fan on the team of Jess Connolly and anything that she puts her hands to. So the reason for that essentially is because, and this is what we talked about during our call last week, is I just feel like it is time for me to take a step in a different direction And honestly, I think so many of us can probably relate to this. Like, I don't really know exactly what that looks like. I don't know what it is that God is specifically asking me to step into. I do know what's on my heart and what I have desire for. But I fully believe that in order to step into whatever that is, I need the space and the margin to do that. And so, unfortunately, that means putting some things to the side in order to give me that space. And another unfortunate thing is that Go and Tell Gals podcast is one of those things. But but I feel like this is a, I don't want to sound all somber and sad or anything like that. I don't mean to sound that way, but <laughs> it is, but I, but I'm, it's not like I'm excited about this. I mean, as far as, you know, not being here with you all and being here with, with you, Jess, but I am actually excited for two things. I'm not going to cry. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel it in my throat a little bit, but I'm going to push it back. Two things I'm excited for. One is for everything that God has done this past year. We'll just call it a year yeah. here with the two of us. I'm really hopeful for continued, powerful, engaging, empowering conversations um, you will continue to have. And the second thing uh, is that I'm excited for me. I don't know, again, what this next year will look like, but I know that God is good. I know that he's faithful, that it's going to be good. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm excited because, number one, I have this deep gratitude of no woman of mission can show up and be a part of something and not shift it. And so you've shifted the podcast for the better. You've shifted Go and Tell Gals for the better. You've shifted our conversations for the better. You've shifted me for the better. So I just can't have anything but deep gratitude about that. Also, I don't think anything could be more Go and Tell Galsy mm -hmm. than someone accessing their God-given desire and and obeying him, even when you're not sure what that means or why, <laughs> but you're just saying like, you know what, I need to create a little space yeah. for what he's called me yeah. to. So nothing could be more on brand or beautiful. As I told you also the day we <laughs> talked, I'm also thrilled because you and I get to be friends. And in some ways it's sometimes easier to be friends than it is to record a podcast together. Not that we ever had any conflict recording a podcast, but it's just really nice to call and not have to be like, oh, what are, what are we doing this? And what do you think about this? So yeah, I'll tell the gals listening. What I told you is that if I could share one piece about this last year, besides just a massive gratitude to you and a thanks to you, I would say I would encourage any girl listening who has an idea and who has a desire about doing something with her friend, I would say, ask her. And if it works for a year, it works for a year. And if it's like, I would have been so sad if I hadn't sent you that email and we hadn't gotten a year's worth of conversations together. So I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. Yeah, same. I Your email, we don't have it. We were going to read it. But I do remember one thing that it said, which was, I just keep coming back to this. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is saying. And so I just want to close my closing thoughts essentially with this. It's just that like, you know, God started this and he's going to complete it. And God started whatever, you know, I keep saying whatever, which sounds so ambiguous, but God is not ambiguous. Hopefully I don't have to explain that, but whatever it is, because our minds are so finite, I really legitimately do not know. God's going to complete it and that whatever it is with go and tell gals, whatever it is that's in your heart, whatever it is that's in the team's heart, you know, God started it and he's going to complete it and it's going to be beautiful. So, yeah. So good. I think those closing words should be the closing words to this announcement, but let me just pray for you real quick. And you guys just join in all of our listeners. Just, just join in father. We thank you for Kenesha. We thank you for her. Yes. And um, I just thank you in the name of Jesus for her God given no in this season to say like, nope, not for one more year, because I know she's still saying yes to you. And so I thank you for her obedience. I thank you for her faith. I thank you for her friendship. I thank you for her wild investment of time and also energy and care 
for these listeners, for this generation of women running on mission. We just ask in the name of Jesus for you to blow wild vision, wild belief and hope into her life and into her home. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would just bless her immensely so much more than we ever could for her obedience to be a part of this podcast. And we ask you to help us remember her, to pray for her, to fight for her, to cheer her on as she continues to obediently follow you. We thank you, God, for this woman, for all you've done through her and all you're going to do through her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The question is, are you ready to break free from body shame? Friends, I know so many of you bought Breaking Free from Body Shame, my book that came out in June, but we are thrilled to announce that Breaking Free from Body Shame, the video Bible study is now available. We are so thrilled. We have put out a five session video Bible study for you to use by yourself or in groups. And we also have a digital Bible study guide available. Both are available on JustCom and we have made them as absolutely affordable as possible. And we even have a bundle for you if you want both. Now you can do the videos on your own or you can do the Bible study guide on its own or you can also use them together. Now is the time to grab some gals, dig into God's word, take this message just a little bit farther and see liberty hit your community and your culture in a whole new way. We love you. We believe God is mighty in you. We believe your body is good. And we cannot wait to hear the fruit that comes from all of these Bible studies. Hello, gals. Listen, thanks for joining us for this episode. Thanks for listening and caring about our announcement about Kanisha. I know that you guys all bless her with me. And yeah, again, I'm just so massively encouraged whenever a woman listens to the Lord about what God has called her to. Now we are going to dive into this episode 120, giving you some new ear coaching. I want to start by just telling you guys about a bonfire I went to with some friends on January 1st. And I got just a few gals from my church together. And typically on January 1st, what I love to do is have a full-blown goals day. I like to like take my goal-setting notebook and some pens and some snacks and get some gals together. But you know, on what is our third year experiencing a global pandemic and with so many people around our city and around the nation and around the world sick, obviously it just felt different again. And so I thought like, hold on, let's pivot here. And so I had a few friends that I knew could really use some community. I said, let's gather outside. Let's get around a fire where we can, you know, have a little air and have a little space and not be in an enclosed space. And let's just talk and process. And to be honest, I was kind of expecting some defeat. Like I was expecting people to be really tired or really frustrated or even just like discouraged at the beginning of the year. And I was honestly so blessed to hear what I heard as I sat around that fire. And essentially what I just heard is these women who in this setting have really different backgrounds, really different stories, really diverse settings and and perspectives on God truly. And so all of them were kind of sharing and there was this one theme thrumming throughout the conversation. And it was essentially just everybody is ready to move forward. And I was so blessed by that. 
And so I just, I want to say right here on the top of this episode, on the top of this coaching session, that I never want to ignore the elephant in the room, which is like, this has been a wild set of years. And that being said, I just acknowledge that a lot of us want to move forward. I think a lot of us want to blink and have the entire pandemic be over. I mean, I'm definitely in that group. I, we asked our family this year for Christmas, if if you could ask God for one Christmas gift, what would it be? And I said, like, for sure, pandemic canceled. And I think so many people feel that way. But also... I just know that I know that I know that by the grace of God, we are people and we are women who can move forward still, even in the midst of our circumstances. And if we believe God's word and if we take him at what he tells us, it's actually trials, it's actually tribulations, it's actually stress and trauma that God will not waste in our life, but will use to refine us and to grow us and to mature us. And so sitting around the fire, I was kind of expecting this whole other conversation to unfold. And instead it was like this digging in of like, we're ready to move on and not just to pretend like nothing has been hard, but really to press in and move forward. And it really blessed my soul. Now, listen, I don't know if y'all have heard me talk about this on the podcast, but there's one show I watch over and over and over again, and I can't get enough of it, and I think everybody should watch it, and it's The West Wing. And so I will go through seasons where I'll watch all of The West Wing. (laughs) I've probably watched the whole thing through maybe four times in my life, but January 2022 felt like a time to restart The West Wing. So I started watching The West Wing again. It's a show that was filmed in the 90s that is about people who work in The West Wing, specifically the Bartlett administration, which is a fictional administration. And I am just a big fan of President Bartlett and the people who work for him. But there are so many incredible quotes in the West Wing. And that's what always gets me about the show. And so I was watching an episode early in the year. And I heard this episode where in I heard this quote where they were talking about voters. And they said, you know, voters aren't stupid, but we treat them like they are. They went on to unpack and say, like, we treat, especially in an election year, we treat voters like they're stupid. We treat them like everything is binary, yes or no, black or white. But really, most people don't see the world that way. Most people can have a more comprehensive conversation. And if I want to be honest with you, if I'm going to be honest with you, I would say I think the same is true for the new year. And I think that the women of God and the women of mission and the women who are using what they've got for the good of others and the glory of God, I don't think they're stupid. But I think sometimes we dumb down the messages about New Year, specifically on the internet, and we pretend like there are only two options, black or white. And to me, I kind of see those two options as thrive or hide. And it almost feels like we tell women that you can either thrive and pretend like nothing's happening and like punch fear in the face and get what you want and crush your goals, or you can hide and you can complain and you can wait until everything is all over and better and like just sit there because you really can't do anything because everything else is too hard. And I'm going to be honest, I just don't think those are the only options. So here's what I'm proposing. I believe that we need a more comprehensive, intentional, spiritually awake, and intelligent plan to move into this year with victory, compassion, gentleness, and tenacity. 
We absolutely could. We have the freedom to just hide our heads under the pillow and say like, ah, I can't even. But honestly, that is not what this season is begging of women on mission. I shared this back in 2020, I believe, on the podcast. But if you've watched Hamilton at all, I mean, how many TV and movie and cultural references am I going to make in this episode? We'll find out later. But if you've watched Hamilton at all, you know that one of the main songs that the Schuyler sisters sing is, look around, look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. And I love that song. It's catchy. Look around, look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. I should never sing on a podcast. It's bad for everybody. But when you really think about it, what they were singing about was a time of wild revolution where everything felt risky and wild and they were sending men off to war. And again, I know this is like a fictional song sung about an actual time, but I actually believe that women and men felt like that and that they felt like, you know what, this is wild and risky and scary, but we get to be a part of it. And I think that there is a another way for women of us to not just say like, hey, I'm not going to worry about everybody else. And I'm not going to worry about all the millions and millions of people who are hurting right now. And I'm just going to get what's mine and crush my goals. Or I don't think we also have to vacillate over to this other place of saying like, everything's hard, everything's heavy, I can't do anything. I just need to sit here and mourn. But I think we can say, look around, look around. God has placed us where we're at on purpose with the God-given gifts that we've been given to serve and to love and to help other people, to not just get through this year, to not just survive, but to cultivate our God-given gifts, and the communities around us. Your life, your God-given gifts, your community, and your relationship with God are worth more than a flippant start to this year. So I'm not saying you need 13 goals with nine steps each, and I'm not saying you need a word of the year or even a verse, but I am saying that the last few years have been harrowing, and they are worth processing and paying attention to how we may or may not have gotten off course. And the year ahead of us will require reflection and intention. But here's the good news. God is mighty in you. God is mighty in me. God is mighty in us. And he generously gives wisdom to his daughters. And he's placed us again right where we're at, even in this year, on purpose for the good of others and his glory. So in this episode, we're going to hold all the tension with all of the hope. And honestly, I'm grateful that something is shifting and changing in us as a society that we don't just run into every year pretending like it's going to be the best year ever. I'm grateful that we hold a little bit more of this tension at the beginning of the year, that we hold space for pain and stress and trauma that will come. But we also must hold space for beauty and joy and unexpected blessing. So let's be ready for both. Let's start this year with intention. 
friends, it's Anna from Team Go and Tell Gals here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you know that we have an outside Facebook group outside of this podcast. It's a community of women who process not only these podcast episodes, but really all of Running on Mission together. We know that Facebook isn't always known for giving the most life-giving interactions, but we're definitely out to redeem that in this group. It's just an easy place to connect women with one another. Plus, this group is totally free to join and it's super life-giving. Inside the group, we talk about current podcast topics. We give really great discounts on our products. And most of all, we just help women to connect with other women just like them. We want to help you run alongside one another, to help one another, to encourage one another, and to keep going in Jesus' name. You can join at the link in our show notes, or you can search for Go and Tell Gals community on Facebook. We cannot wait to see you in there. Hey friends, for the back of this episode, we are heading into a little Q&A. We went to Instagram and just said, hey, what are your exact pain points? What are some questions you have about starting 2022 with intention? And we got a ton of questions, but we have kind of deduced them into three different sections that we heard a lot. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I've got Caroline here with me for the Q&A. Hi gals. It's so fun to be here. And if you don't know, Caroline works at Go and Tell Gals, and she is an incredible woman running on mission. You've got to follow her on Instagram, Caroline Lenny, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-L-U-N-N-E. But let's start with this. So we got this one in a lot of different forms. You know, this episode is airing on January 20th. What happens if you get a late start Mm -hmm. to the new year? I heard from a lot of women who I think this is very statistically accurate right now of America. Mm And the surrounding continents. A lot I heard from a lot of women who were like, Hey, I was excited for the new year and then I got sick. Yeah. And now I'm not excited for the new year anymore. So what would you say to that woman? Yeah, I would say first of all, there is just no keeping up in the kingdom. Mm. Like abundance is where our feet are, like right where you're standing is yes. the grace that you need is right under your feet. There is like no There's no more abundance in last week than there is this week. It's just like a genuine choice. Like, will we access it? And it's not that we need to strive to get it or strive to be better. It's just like a surrender to accessing like what the Lord wants to give us and his grace and his goodness. So like, so what if you had a late start to the new year? Is there ever such a thing? Yeah. Um, Is that even real? I, I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's a myth. And I think that, this week is as good as any week and it has as much like power and abundance as the first week of January would. Yeah, I agree. I would also say this question is rooted in an ideal that we're never going to mess up. Yeah. That when we start a new year that we're going to like do better and do fresh and we'll never make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But we are not women who graduate from needing the gospel. And so every year, whether it's January 1st or it's February 1st or it's March 1st or it's April 1st or it's May 23rd, you are always going to need God. You are always going to need the gospel and you're always going to need a fresh start and you're always going to need new mercies. So yeah, I would just say like break ties with the agreement that you that it's ever too late okay the second question that we got a lot of Justin, i'd love to hear what you have to say on this is where do i start if i have a lot of things i want to do or change this year so i love this and i'm gonna actually give three answers <laughs> here's Great. a b and c for me i would say a i would start with 
what is most simple and in front of your face, what you can do, what you can make some, make some agreements with immediately. So for example, if you're like, Hey, I know I want to write a book. And also I'd really love to organize my, my bathroom drawers. I'd say like, well, sister, walk up those stairs and organize the bathroom drawers. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that is in front of your feet. It's in front of your face. It's in, it's in your capacity. Now that's not to say that I don't think you should write a book. So I think you probably should in Jesus name if he wants you to, but start with the thing that feels the most simple because we're people who we're so motivated by seeing change and by seeing action. And so you'll be just as motivated by seeing yourself do small tasks as you will by seeing yourself do big tasks. Mm -hmm. I really genuinely believe that. The second thing I would say is I would also say like consider who it's going to serve and how many people it's going to impact. So we hear from a lot of women who are like, I want to start a podcast. I want to write a book. I want to start a ministry. I want to start a small group. So I always ask like, how can you impact people the most like almost immediately. Like how can you actually begin serving people right now? And I would start there because so much of the growth, and again, that gratification is going to come from seeing actual life change in other people. So actually I just have two answers. Those are my two. What's most simple and what's going to serve the most people? Start with those things. Yeah, that's so good. I think to echo that, action just adds up like just says like what's the tiniest thing I can do right now okay like let me go do it I think that just gives a feeling of momentum on mission that is what we're looking for we're hoping for momentum and change especially in the new year I'd also say I've had kind of a groundbreaking past week I mean I shared this online a little bit of there is like a huge temptation and I think a cultural expectation a little bit that's put on us to change from a place of shame. So if you've ever said anything to yourself, like, Oh my gosh, I need to stop eating out. I need to, I need to, I should be eating at home or I should be going on that run or I should be waking up earlier or I should be going to bed earlier. Like the litany could go on forever. And I think we all kind of speak to ourselves like this sometimes, but I recently like, in prayer was made a shift of asking myself, like, instead of what should I be doing to be the ideal version of myself? And if I, if I loved someone like myself, what would I do for them? And my answers were things like, I would, if I love someone like me, I would make her such a great dinner every single night. And I would celebrate her life. I would make sure she went to bed early because she needs to sleep. I would encourage her to go for the run at whatever pace she wants because she feels great when she's done. And making this switch helped me approach all the things I want to change out of love instead of shame, which has really changed the game for me. One of the last questions that we got, and we got this in various different forms. We got it about people experiencing sickness. We got it about moms who are like struggling in their quiet times. We got it about women who are in ministry or who are in business. And essentially the question was, what do I do if this is just not how I pictured it? Either my life or ministry or my family or how I spent time with God. This season, like it's just not going how I pictured it, which again, I would say we kind of all relate to on the third year of a pandemic. It's just not going how we thought. So Caroline, I know you have some fire thoughts about this yes I I think that everyone feels like this I think that this is what every woman is feeling especially when we're getting our pictures online our ideal picture of our life online instead of maybe from hearing from God and I think right now in 
Christian internet culture sometimes, we can be shining up our testimonies or I just want to put a disclaimer on the entire Christian internet that just says, it's hard. People think I'm failing. Sometimes I think I'm failing. It's not what I thought it would look like. God did this. I didn't do it. And just even at the playing field to say, we all feel like this and it all can be hard and it's all not, maybe not how we pictured it, but life is really likable and God is here and let's be on the lookout for him, not be on the, instead of being on the lookout for what we thought we wanted. Say the thing about magazines. Yes. So, you know, when we photoshopped women in magazines and we created unrealistic expectations and wrecked just general havoc and caused damage to people, to women everywhere, because women looked at the magazines, then went into their bedrooms and looked in the mirror and said, I don't look like this. I think we're doing a similar thing with the Christian culture and our stories and testimonies because we're shining them up. We're creating unrealistic expectations and not always being honest about the movement of God. And I don't think this is on purpose. I think this is just the nature of the internet. And we can be triggering women into saying in the still of their bedrooms, my story or my life doesn't look like this. And I love a success story. I love hope. And I don't think we need a barrel on the internet because Instagram isn't intimacy. We can't make it that way. But I think everything should come with the disclaimer that God did it and it was hard. And it still could be hard. I love that so much. Okay. I want to add this because you and I have talked about this a little bit in the office because I want to add this caveat of, I think we're in a really dangerous space online in the online community right now where we vacillate wildly between either glorifying things and pretending like there are no hard days or bearing all and saying like, this is the worst. Everything's hard. Mm -hmm. And the truth is like, it's neither like we're neither victim nor villain. Like, And life isn't either, you know, and I see this in motherhood. I see it in mission. And so I would say, number one, consider the women coming behind you, beside you, around you. Consider the women who are running around you and say, number one, like, will this encourage them? Will this actually edify them and encourage them? And a lot of times being honest and realistic about our struggles will absolutely encourage and edify people. It's, it's the reason why we have this podcast. Right. So we can say running on mission is not easy or simple, but it is worth it. Now, likewise, I would say oftentimes I think we also need to say is the way I'm speaking about the hardness of what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Like, am I also giving God glory for his grace and his faithfulness and his sustenance in this season, yeah. um, or am I only airing my dirty laundry? Like I would just yeah. say, just consider other people. And this is leadership 501. Like this is high level leadership to say that I have the right and I have the freedom to say anything I want. And also, even as I process my own God-given calling, I'm going to do it with other people in mind. I'm not going to pretend like it's tidy and easy. And I'm also not going to say that it's the worst. I'm going to say over and over again, like we get a better view on the front line of missions, seeing people experience life change. But... Yes, it's really hard and God does it and it's good for me. And so I I just think, yeah, let's have a more comprehensive conversation around that. Okay. In the episode, I want us to end on this. In the episode, I referenced you and your Like Life campaign, but will you just tell everybody like where it came from, how this evolved and like just sort of commission us into it? It came from, I was on an airplane in 
think May, and I was asking God what he wanted me to do on the internet and what he wanted me to do in my life. And he was like, basically <laughs> saying, <laughs> chill out. You just need to like your life. <laughs> yeah. And so I started a challenge kind of just for myself of I made it my goal each day to notice something that I liked about life because I really think that when we cultivate wonder and we be on the lookout for God and the small gifts in our life, it can change completely. It can change everything for us. And the simple like approach of like, okay, life isn't always lovable, yeah, but it can be really likable. Yeah. Um, and there is hard things, but there's also a lot to like and there's a lot to delight in in my daily. So I started documenting that. And it's been a lot of fun. And some other people have joined in. And if you want to join in liking life, you should definitely do it too. I love it. We, our team here at Glen Tell Girls has definitely joined in. And as we did our goals for the year, all of us added some kind of like life personal goal to our list. Hey, Caroline, thanks for your wisdom. So fun. Um, thanks for joining us. We love you. We bless you. All right, gals, I'm going to give you a few coaching questions to really just help you think through where you're at, how you're starting this year, and how you want to move forward. Here's the very first question I have for you. Before 2022 started, before 2021, before 2020, before the pandemic, what is the last thing God told you to do? What's the last thing that God told you to do that you haven't seen all the way to fruition? I have talked to so many women, genuinely countless women since 2020, since the pandemic began. And I can't tell you how many of them I've asked this question to. And I've just said, like, tell me the last thing he told you to do. Has he released you from that? Or is it maybe time to press in, to keep going, to continually agreeing with what he spoke over your life? Did he tell you to encourage other people? Keep going. Did he tell you that leadership was for you? Keep going. Keep moving toward that. Did he tell you to write? Keep writing. Did he tell you to serve? Keep serving. What has he told you in the past? What's the last thing he told you? And how can you go back to that and keep moving forward and keep seeing him show up in that vision and in that purpose for your life? I would say fleshed out for me, this looks like, Seeing the renewal of the American church. When I was 18, when I was young, when I was 20, when I was 22, when I was even 30, I knew I had this deep, wild desire to see the renewal of the American church. I wanted to see renewal and redemption and restoration between the way men and women related to one another in the church. I wanted to see renewal and restoration and redemption in how leaders and church attendees see one another because there's so much brokenness on both sides of that. I wanted to see people return to a more pure worship and a love of God's word. I wanted to see people serving one another, but also serving their cities. These were some deep desires that I had and something that I really felt like God told me, you're going to be a part of, you're going to press in and see the renewal of the American church. And then 2020 hit and it felt like all we could do 
was just hold on by the skin of our teeth. I can't tell you as a church leader how many people have been frustrated with some expectations that we didn't meet, and some of it's justified and some of it's not. But I'll tell you this, I don't mind telling you as a church leader, I haven't had one single meeting with someone else telling them I'm frustrated with them in the last two years. And I've had many meetings with someone telling me they're frustrated with me in the last two years. And that's okay, because I've got a lot to learn. And so I'm willing to be humble and keep going and dig in and try again and learn and make mistakes and try again. But that being said, somewhere along the way, I just lost the desire to actually see renewal and I just wanted to hold on. But here at the beginning of 2022, when it still feels complex and when it still feels hard and when it still feels tense, I sense God saying like, go back to the last thing I told you though. If I haven't released you from it, I haven't released you from it. Go back to the last thing God told you to do. Here's my second question. What is not making you stronger? What is not making you stronger this year? And I'll tell you again, um, for me, I don't mind being honest that it's a few things. Number one, it's fear. Uh, Somewhere in the midst of 2022, I realized that I had a false belief that fear and anxiety and specifically obsessing over what I was scared about, I had a false belief that doing that kept me safe. And even deeper than that, I had a false belief that fear and anxiety was actually cautious and wise. I just wasn't being emotionally and spiritually mature to see the difference between caution and anxiety. I wasn't being emotionally and spiritually mature enough at the time to see how so much of anxiety you can't help, you can't choose, but a lot of it I was running after. So I'll tell you another thing that was not making me stronger, and that was obsessive news checking. I had a very, very, very bad habit of obsessive news checking. And it got to the point where I thought that I was being informed and I thought that I was being wise. And then I realized that none of that was making me stronger or more capable of loving people. It was just absolutely overwhelming me and hypnotizing me to a place of complexity where I just couldn't even do anything. I couldn't serve anyone. I just was obsessed with knowing. Recently, my husband told me something mind-blowing about Scripture, and he was talking to me about Genesis and about the fall and Genesis 2, and he was talking about, he said, isn't it so interesting that God told Adam and Eve they could eat from any tree, specifically even the tree of life, but the one that he would not let them eat from was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, like, just don't go after that. And he said, isn't it crazy how often we will trade life for knowledge. We will just run after knowledge to the point that it sucks the life out of us. And I was like, oh, that hits, that hits. I'll tell you just one more thing that that I want to own up to you guys about this. It's really not making me stronger. And maybe it is for you. Maybe it's a non-issue for you. But in general, I am definitely over sarcastic talk about the year and about the pandemic. I feel like I see 300 sarcastic, blah, blase, 
like slightly negative memes by noon. And I know they make a lot of people laugh and maybe they make you laugh, but I do not feel like I have the emotional or mental margin to feel blase about life anymore. I feel like my city needs help and my neighbors need loving and serving. And also I need the emotional margin to feel light and hopeful. And I just don't have the time to like sarcastically laugh anymore about the state of our life. I feel like I either need to see the blessing and speak the life, or I need to make space to process what's hard. And that's about all I have time for. My point in saying all those is to not say that any of those are bad point blank, or to not say that any of those are bad for you. I'm telling you that I had to ask what's not making me stronger. And those were three things, obsessive, like choosing fearful thoughts, like obsessing over what I was scared of was number one. Number two, aggressively checking the news over and over and over again, just to be knowledgeable, but but to the point where I couldn't act. And then lastly, like sarcastic talk about the year. But I had to ask, like, are these things actually making me stronger? Are they equipping me for what God's called me to? And the answer was no. But for you, you are going to have your own things. You're going to have your own things that leach energy from you or keep you from really running in what God has for you. And I just encourage you to find those things. Number three, here's my next question for you. How can you adjust your pace, your plan, and your perception of fruit while still being obedient to what God has called you to. So obviously things are not going our way. We're going to talk in the Q&A session at the end of this episode about what do you do when things just don't look like the way you thought they would. But my biggest tool to hand to you is this. Is there any way you can adjust your pace, your plan, and your perception of what fruit will look like, but still be obedient to what God has called you to? And the reason why is our understanding and our expectations regarding our pace and our plan and our perception of fruit are often the root of our discontent and our frustration. And so if we'll take a deep breath and we'll say like, you know what, I will go at God's pace, not what I have envisioned. I will follow God's plan or God's path for my life, not what I have thought is most wise. And I will look for God's kingdom fruit, not the worldly fruit that I expect or hope for. And I will pay attention to those things and I will run after those things. I find that we often are able to fight so much of our discontent, so much of our frustration, and even so much of our disappointment with God and ourselves when we can adjust those things. So as you're starting the new year, as you're thinking about goals, as you're thinking about intentions, as you're thinking about dreams or callings that have been placed in you for the good of others and His glory, can you, do you need to adjust your pace, your plan, and your perception of fruit. Lastly, we're going to talk about this again a little bit in the Q&A, but my last question for you is, where can you insert delight and abundance? I have actually never said this on a podcast, and I have always wanted to say it, so I'm going to talk about this right now. I have shared in the past online and in books and on the podcast that there was a season in my life where I really struggled with postpartum depression, and I don't mind telling you because we're so far removed. I don't know. Looking back, I don't know how much of it was spiritual. 
I don't know how much of it was situational. I don't know how much of it was chemical, but I will tell you that I fought the depression with all three of those avenues. For me, I went to a doctor. I got actual medical help. I went to a therapist and I fought spiritually. And I also fought situationally. I had to change some things about my life. So what I'm about to say does not negate any of those things. If you have been or are struggling with depression, I cannot advocate enough that you get help, that you go to someone that you can trust who is safe and say, like, what do I do next? I can't advocate enough for therapy, for talking to a doctor, and for absolutely changing anything situationally that you can that might alleviate some of the pressure you're feeling. Because when I look back, I think a lot of it was also just situationally, I was really struggling. That being said, I think back often on those days. And I think back now where I feel so much healing and so much release from that depression. And I think, what would I do if I woke up tomorrow and I was right back in it and I was struggling? And I will tell you, I would do all the same things. I would see a therapist, I would see a doctor, and I would any situational changes that I need to. But I would also do this one other thing every day. I would make a glass of water and cut a fresh lime and put it in there. A lime, I think, is 19 cents at Trader Joe's. And as I was coming out of the thick of depression, somewhere in there, a friend, I went over to her house and she made me a cold glass of ice water and she put a fresh slice of lime in there. And the care and the delight and the intention around that very simple act made me feel so loved. And the next day I went home and I did the same thing for myself. In the afternoon, I made a cold glass of ice water and I sliced a, a huge fresh lime wedge in there. And again, a lime is 19 cents. I'm not talking about going to a spa. I'm not talking about going to a four-star vacation. I'm talking about a 19 cent lime. Something about saying like, my life is worthy of this refreshment, of taking this moment, of cutting this one lime just for me was a huge breakthrough for me in fighting depression and saying like, my life is worth fighting for. And also like my abundance and my experience of my own life is worth fighting for. And I'm not just a human doer. I'm a human being and I get to just enjoy this life. So what I mean when I say, how can you insert delight and abundance? I'm not talking about worldly excess but I am talking about enjoying the very simple pleasures of life that are available to us, those little slices of heaven on earth, worshiping in your living room by yourself, going on a walk on a crisp, cool day, having a glass of ice water with a wedge of lime, whatever works for you. In our Q&A time, you're going to hear from Caroline, who's on our Go and Tell Girls team about her like campaign, but absolutely following Caroline and paying attention to how she likes life has changed my game. And so one of my daily goals for 2022 is that I want to take a picture or a video, whether I post it online or not, usually I don't, of me liking life. Just a little moment where I paused and said, like, thank you, God, this is beautiful. This life really is beautiful. I don't care if it's worldly beautiful. I don't care if it's aesthetically pleasing. I am so grateful for this moment. So those are your questions. Number one, go back to the last thing God told you to do. 
Number two, ask what is not making me stronger? What are the rhythms and routines and parts of my life that may be leeching and stealing strength from me to fight well? Number three, how can you adjust your pace, your plan, your perception of fruit? And number four, where in the name of Jesus can you insert delight and abundance? Friends, I am so incredibly thankful for you. I pray you have enjoyed this episode. I pray you have enjoyed the Q&A, and we are so thankful for you. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. If you have not already, hit subscribe so you hear immediately when we get a new, when we send out a new episode each week. Join that Facebook group, Look, Go, and Tell Gals community, and let's move into this year together with intention. Next week on the podcast, we have an interview with the incredible Morgan Harper Nichols. I cannot wait for it. But before then, right now, I just want to pray you out as we get ready to go. Father, I thank you for these women. I thank you in the name of Jesus for 2022 and for what you're going to do in this year. We ask that you would help us to move into the year with intention and humility and grace and tenacity and purpose and vision. And we thank you that we can do all of these things in your name, by your power, for your glory. Make us women that go and tell the very good news because we've received it and heard it for ourselves first. I love you, friends. I will see you next week. 